On today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, I got a chance to chat with Jeremiah Prummer from Prove It Post-Purchase Surveys. What an awesome conversation. I've been using this app uh, on our brand for a while and I'm getting some incredible uh, information and uh, it's just, it's incredible. We talk about why to use post-purchase surveys. Um, This is actually something I hadn't thought about till about a month ago that like, of course, use post-purchase surveys. Ask people why they are like why they came to your brand. Also ask people about what um, they want to see your brand do. Um, it's just there's so much information that you can get from this. Uh, really, really amazing conversation uh, with Jeremiah. And uh, and this guy has become a, a friend. I really, really um, like him. And I think you guys are going to get a ton out of this. Before we begin, we wanted to let you know some really exciting news and something that we've never talked about before on the podcast. Our team at Mindful Marketing is growing, and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we are looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash apply and start the process today. Now, on to today's episode. All right, I am here with Jeremiah Prummer from Prove It Post-Purchase Surveys. Jeremiah, welcome to Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. Thank you. It's good to be here. Yeah, yeah. So you're not a you're not a brand owner like you know like we have on sometimes, and you're not myself and Sean. You are what we like to call one of our e-commerce experts, who is sort of helping us navigate through and, and get better results, um, be able to scale faster. Um, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you're up to these days. Yeah, so um, I run a post purchase survey app for Shopify. Um, right now, we're Shopify specific. Um, but we will be branching out from that. But essentially what we do is we give store owners the ability to ask simple questions at the um, the point of purchase. So after the purchase has been completed on that order confirmation screen, there's a simple survey. And uh, our app has really been designed around the attribution survey. So helping customers understand where their clients have come from, but you can ask any sort of questions. So it, it could be anything from a, how did you hear about us question to, uh, we have a, a candle company who is asking uh, their customers, what scent would you like us to produce next? So um, there's a wide variety of uh, things that you can do with a simple survey like that. Awesome. I feel like hearing that answer, everyone who's listening to the podcast, who, who's like a regular listener is like, oh, this is why Jordan had him on. Because I'm obsessed with this stuff, right? I'm obsessed with asking customers what they want. First of all, I'm also obsessed with attribution these days because I feel like it is a black box that we have been talking about for a while. And there are, there are some companies out there who, who get attribution, but not to this sort of extent. It's funny. This, this to me, when I, when I describe what you guys do, I'm always like, it's just old school. You're just asking people, Hey, where did you hear about (laughs) us? Absolutely. So let's let's talk about some some use cases here. Um, first of all, why would somebody use a post purchase survey when they have all the data? Let's say that they're using some like ridiculous tool like Hyros, right? Where you can just get and ridiculous in a good way. Sorry, if in case anyone from Hyros is listening, um, ridiculous in a good way where you're like you can parse together their email, multiple email addresses and IPs and all this sort of stuff, and you're like, okay, that was our customer and that was their journey. Why? post-purchase surveys. It just seems so elementary to me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I I think that's actually part of it is that it's elementary. I mean, 
you talk about something like Hyros, Rockerbox, any of these systems, they are awesome. They're amazing. They have a ton of data, but they're often complex to set up. There's a, a lot of work that goes into it, a lot of the cost that goes into that. It's, te- it's expensive technology, whereas asking somebody, how did you hear about us, is a very simple uh, thing to do. Uh, the other thing is really what you're getting at with that attribution survey is you're, you're getting at the, the root uh, of where that you found that person. So, uh, or sorry, where that person found you. So that person probably had multiple touch points. So they probably saw you, um, they may have seen you on Facebook, Google, Instagram, all that kind of stuff. Even if you have really robust customer journeys that are, have been built out, you, it still may be difficult to understand that first touch point. And so that's what they're giving you is the first touch point, or at least the first touch point that they remember. And so, um, and I, I do think that's an important distinction. Sometimes I think there, there's a, there can often be a lot of touch points before somebody actually rem- remembers that there's a touch point. Um, yeah. So the one f- that they remember uh, has a ton of value. And so that's what I love about that. I, I think I would even step in and say, not, not just what they remember, but actually the touch point that mattered to them, right? Yeah. Because the thing that matters is the one that they're going to remember. So if they say that they found you, via word of mouth. So we're, we're actually running, uh, I'll, I'll let you guys know, we're, we're running one right now um, with Prove It post-purchase surveys on Little and Lively. And the data that we're getting is incredible. One of the things I always wanted to know and I wanted to try to prove out was that people find us because we're in about 120 stores across Canada, that people purchase from us because they found us in a store. And I wanted to prove that out, um, that that actually matters to people. Um, and so the data is super interesting. 10% of our people that come to us found us in a store. So it's totally worth it for me in, in my opinion to still be in stores because they're coming to us afterwards. And I'm sorry, all of our, you know, stockists out there that, that you're also a marketing channel for us. Um, but it's all these places that you potentially couldn't have gotten because you weren't in stores. Just, just, I, I just wanted to give that quick, quick example, just for people to like, like there's all of these theories we have, Right. Um, and, and, and you can look at data and kind of figure out whatever you want or make data tell whatever you want. But until you actually ask a human being, you don't really know what their intentions were. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You cut through the noise very quickly. Um, and there's no, there's no, there's no question about, uh, like you said, what, what mattered to them in that, in that interaction. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, let's talk a little bit about, about prove it. Um, because before you, like, I think we had reached out together on LinkedIn or something like that. I was actually looking for a service like this for a long time. Um, yeah. I really wanted something like this. Um, a couple of my podcast guests had talked about it. Where was the gap that you guys saw? Like, like how, how was this product born? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, we were not the first to do it. There's actually um, some other companies out there, specifically in the Shopify ecosystem, that are doing these and um, overall doing a fairly good job. And just to, to give some uh, inquire is probably the, the biggest one. There's another company called Grapevine. Um, so I definitely don't want to like uh, put out the idea that we're the only ones doing it. I want to be very upfront and honest about that. There are other companies and, and they do things fairly well. Um, what we really saw though was on the attribution side, there was a really big gap in the breaking down of data and a- actually analyzing that. So if you look at something like a grapevine or an inquire, it's very, they give you a breakdown of your responses, but they don't actually give you a comparison of how that 
breaks down to what the analytics tools are telling you. So, so um, how, how does that work? Like, like where, yeah. where do people compare the analytics? Yeah. So, so we have some reporting that's built in. So we actually have a, a proprietary for lack of a better term way of, of grouping data so that it matches what Shopify is producing uh, on their end. And, and so when uh, we, we actually pulled the, what's called the customer journey data in Shopify, and we compare that to what people are responding in their surveys. And then we bucket those things. So if you uh, created a, an attribution survey, and Jordan, I think you probably have it set up this way, but I do. Um, yeah. yeah. So you, you have. You helped me set it up. So I did. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're really big on customer service too. But um, so on the, uh, for instance, you can group Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, uh, whatever you wanted to as social channels. You could then say Google is a search channel. Yeah. Um, you have stores, influencers, you could call those direct. And so then those get, those responses get bucketed into the five channels that Shopify has on their end. And then we compare that data. So if, if, a, if a customer makes a purchase and Shopify records it as a search result purchase, uh, we will yeah. then ask that customer where they came from. And then that customer will give a response. And, and to be honest, one of the things that we see oftentimes is that search is not a big driver of, of the original meaningful contact point. So search is typically something that's later in the life cycle. It doesn't mean it doesn't totally. have value, but yeah, but it's usually not the thing that's actually driving that, that desire to purchase. And so um, typically something like a search result is going to come in as social or direct via like a store or um influencer channel. And so what we do is we actually break that down and, and give some easy reports to show that difference. Um, the other thing that we do that's unique is that we have a direct traffic report. So if you are using our tool, we actually look at all of the results that have come in as direct. And then we break that down and, and give you an overview of what that looks like. So again, direct is not a real channel, at least in terms of what the way it's described in and analytics. So Google Analytics and Shopify and all those, if they tell you something's direct, it basically means we don't know where it came from. They just typed mm -hmm. in your website. And so we then give you a really easy breakdown of, of how that looks like. And we also have the ability with an integration with Google Analytics to push all of that data into Google Analytics and some pre-built Google Analytics dashboards that can be used for uh, breaking that down inside of Google Analytics. Totally, totally. Yeah. And, and you've given me access to those and I absolutely love it. So I'm actually, I, I know you guys can see it. It looks like I'm looking into my screen and I'm, I'm, you know, staring at Jeremiah, but I'm actually <laughs> looking uh, at my dashboard here quickly because I, I really believe in this. And just so everyone knows, like, to, to be totally honest, like I, we don't get anything for this having Jeremiah on, like, this is not like, there's no, nothing, um, no ulterior motives for me other than wanting you guys to actually succeed. Um, so I actually, you know, I do have an ulterior motive. I want you guys to get to seven figures so you can hire an agency like us Absolutely. You know, to, to, to work with you. And, and so that it's so much easier to work with you um, that you know all of this data, first of all. So I, I just want to talk a tiny bit. Let's get, get away from my motives here. Um, and, uh, and, and I want to just tell you why this is so interesting and, and kind of break down what Jeremiah said. So on our post-purchase surveys, and I've got tons of data here now. I've got hundreds, almost 500 responses. What I'm seeing, which is super, super interesting, 
is that direct traffic, people saying that they came to us directly, right? So um, from a store, from word of mouth, um, from, uh, we're calling influencer traffic, I believe direct as well, right? Correct, yeah. So that's actually 55% of our traffic. People are saying that they came to us direct, right? That's crazy. Interestingly, Shopify is only saying that about 30% of our traffic is direct. And they're way over emphasizing search. So the search is, is overemphasized by about 4x on Shopify versus on Proveit. So, so what does that mean? What, how, why does that data even matter to, to us? Well, I'll tell you um, from somebody who runs millions of dollars of paid ads a year, that is telling me that that search, that, that search um, traffic that's coming through isn't actually as valuable as you think it is right? Yeah. It's, it's overemphasizing that search traffic. And maybe you could take that budget and put it somewhere else. Yeah, absolutely. Especially into a paid social channel that is driving a little bit more. Um, and when you have that breakdown, I don't know what it looks like on your end, but you know, if, you, if you're seeing that a lot of people are responding with um, Instagram or Facebook or um, you know, potentially if you have influencers, potentially putting a little bit of budget into influencers um, and really cutting back on that that search spend and focusing, you know, on your brand uh, results, which are, are probably where most of those people are coming in and, and paying anyways. And that, that's obviously a very cheap form of spend on Google uh, to, to be paying for that brand driven traffic. Totally, totally. Very, very, very cheap, but also something that I highly, highly recommend. Interestingly, I had a, uh, a podcast interview um, with uh, Good Morning, I believe that they're called, goodmorning.com. Um, huge mattress brand out of Canada here. And um, I really hope I got their name right. <laughs> it's more that the CEO uh, was just the greatest guy in the world that him and I chatted. So I, I remember him. What he was saying is they're very experimental um, and very like scientifically data-driven with the decisions that they make. And I, I'm not going to do this because I haven't tested it myself. But what he tested was... Um, they stopped using branded keywords for a month. Oh, and, wow. he, and he said that what happened was nothing, absolutely nothing. They were still getting the same amount of traffic was coming through and not going to their competitors. And that um, they actually stopped spending on branded keywords, which I recommend the opposite of. Um, but uh, he's tested it for their brand and, and it worked. So that was just a, just a really quick aside. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, just a reminder from the beginning of the episode, our team at Mindful Marketing is growing and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we are only looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for a large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have had at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash apply to start the process today. Now, back to today's episode. It feels like a risky test, but it's good to hear that it worked for them. It's a very risky test. He also tested uh, having their products on Amazon um, and they took everything off of Amazon um, after a long test as well. So. Wow. Again, stuff that I am not recommending uh, until I test it fully myself, but uh, really interesting. I trust the podcast guests that I have on here. So Jeremiah, tell me a few more things. What other data can we get from this, right? I mean, I I'm just looking at this data. Okay, that's cool. 
why is that data worth so much money to me as a brand? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, there's a few different data things that you could do with this. So first of all, you know, just that attribution survey is, is really valuable. Um, I like to look at it, especially if you're a store that's really spending a lot, testing a lot of different marketing channels. It's a really good um, way to kind of keep a pulse on your traffic. So um, for instance, there's a, a store that we work with and they recently started putting money into podcasts and influencers. Mm. And so really pushing those two channels. And so uh, those, those two things you cannot track with traditional yeah. tracking methods. Um, yeah, it's just impossible. So, um, this survey has allowed them to see the change over time. So they, they can look back at 90 days ago and see that, Hey, we had 7% of our traffic coming from influencers and nothing from podcasts. And now it's 15% of our traffic from influencers and 15% from podcasts. And so, and not just, sorry, not just traffic, but orders, which at the end of the day is, is what really matters. So um, definitely a really good way to keep a, a pulse on your business from the, the attribution survey standpoint. In addition to attribution surveys, though, you can ask some, some really interesting questions. So we have the ability to, to do two things that um, I think are unique. I don't, I don't believe anybody else does the first one of these, which is asking a question for new versus returning customers. Um, and then running those surveys simultaneously. So I, I can actually ask a question of my returning customers that really gets more at the, the motivation, uh, the why. Why did you choose to purchase today? Yeah. Why is it that you love our brand? Um, because they, they're, dip, they're typically going to have a better answer for you than, than a first-time purchaser. And then from the first-time purchaser, I'm going to ask the attribution survey of how did you hear about us? And so... Um, that's a really good way to collect some additional data, um, survey different groups of people who have a little bit different motivations, uh, or maybe not motivations, but um, can provide you with some different insight. And so yeah, um, that's something that we do. And I, again, I don't think anybody else gives you that ability to break down according to those two buckets. Um, and then you can do some really cool like product development research type stuff as well. So like with that uh, candle company that's asking about which scent would you like us to produce next? Essentially what they're doing is they're, they're probably planning on doing all of those, but they are getting a feedback or getting a sense of, first of all, is, is one of these a really bad idea? Nobody wants it. Um, and then which is going to be our most popular and the one that we should really roll out first and, and focus more heavily on. And then with our integration with Clavio, um, we actually then can push that data into Clavio. So you could actually build a, an email list out of it. So if you ask somebody that question and they tell you, you know, let's say 50% of the people say, I want lavender as the, the next scent for my candle. You now have a list in Clavio that's been tagged according to that. And you can now send out an email to those people when you drop your new lavender candle. Um, and it's not going to be your entire list, but it's a, it's a good group of people that are, that's told you they want this product. I'm like, my wheels are turning for anybody who's watching this right now. My wheels are like absolutely spinning because think of this, think about putting that data into Clavio. So now you've got like say 200 or 300 people who have said that they want this lavender candle. And what can you do from Clavio? You can then move that data over into Facebook ads. Yes. And if you've got a big enough audience there, you could create a lookalike based off of people who like lavender candles. Right. And then advertise to that look like, and I'll bet you that if, if you had enough data in there, I'll bet you that look like would do incredibly well. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. So, so I, I want to ask you a couple more questions. These are just all going to be selfish questions, people, and hopefully you'll get something out of this. Um, but I'm asking for myself, okay? So, um, so, so right now we just have a really simple attribution um, survey set up, and I think that's been really, really valuable. But I would love to, especially before we launch Black Friday. Um, or we're calling it a, a wondrous weekend. I would love to set up one for returning customers as well. Tell me, like, what would you do if you were like, you know, our brand a little bit now? Yeah. What would you do for us for that returning customer? And then a follow up question Would you do multiple surveys in a row? Like, would you ask them an attribution and then follow up with another survey to see if they'll potentially answer it? Or is it just one survey and that's it? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I mean, from. In terms of returning customers, again, I, I really like to get to the um, the motivation. So, why is it that you? What is it that you love about our brands? And and it could even just be a simple. It, it could just be a simple open response option like, like that. So, one thing you could do with a survey like this is you you ask the question, you have the response options, but we also have an other option, and so you can literally just ask a. Uh, just have the other option and you, you just type in like a placeholder text field for that. Yeah. Um, and, and so you could just have a just text response if you wanted to do something like that. That um, would be incredible getting those text, yeah. those text responses. Yeah. And so I think that's something where like you, obviously that can really pile up over time. <laughs> if you just, if you have a ton of text responses, you may not want to run that exact iteration of that survey forever, but you could <laughs> yeah. run it for, you know, 50 people sift through, and we don't actually give you the ability to say, stop the survey after X number of entrants, which is kind of a cool feature concept, but uh, we don't do that right now, but you could run it for a little while, collect some of that data and then look at it and say, okay, these are, these are like roughly the top four or five reasons why somebody is saying that they are interested in our, that they love our brand or have, become a repeat customer. So yeah. let's put that into a, a survey and put that out there and then get a better breakdown of the responses and and see how that that works in in terms of like um you know what percentage of people are interested in, in this reason and then you can still have that other option. So that gives you a way to break that down and, and maybe give you a little bit more meaningful data mm. um while still taking I, I really like to start with the idea of we don't know the answer to this question. Um, whenever you put out a response option like that uh, and you have a, a list of options, you're essentially saying like, we think you're one of these things. And so yeah. that's why I really love the other option. But you could literally just start with the other and assume that you have no idea what the answer is. And then once you've achieved some of that answer uh, or uh, had some of those ideas, then you can kind of make that a little bit more robust survey. Um, sorry, that I'm was thinking, kind of, no, I no, no, backwards, but yeah, <laughs> no, 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 that, that was, that was a great answer. Again, wheels absolutely spinning right now. I'm thinking of spinning in a good way. Um, I'm thinking that you take those, I'm going to run that survey starting like right after this Awesome. Um, yeah. with just blank, because think mm -hmm. of the possibilities, why people came back and the copywriting possibilities for ads after that. And for emails yes. and all of this stuff, you're like, Oh, 73 people said that they come back to us because of our kind customer support or because our clothes feel like butter. What? Our clothes feel like butter? I didn't know our clothes felt like butter. That's why you guys come here, right? Like this, this data is, is in my opinion, 
so much better. You know, I'm, I'm all about, I love human to human, right? Cause that's what it's, that's really what it's all about. So when you're yeah. only looking at data and you're just looking at Google analytics and you're looking at these things, you don't get the full picture. Yes. It's a beautiful part of the picture, but if you don't put the human element into it, you're not selling to robots, right? Like the, there's, yeah. the, you know, until robots start buying clothing or whatever, they're going to buy oil. <laughs> um, you're not selling to robots. So so stop treating your customers like robots and just looking at data, right? Because that's, or, or just looking at data that's just click driven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? I love that. Yeah. Anyway, I'm, I'm just ranting right now because I'm just, <laughs> I'm just so happy. <laughs> I love this. Uh, Jeremiah, we are almost coming to an end here. Yeah. Talk to me. What is your secret to scaling? It's the question I ask everyone and I'd love to hear it from you. Yeah. I mean, I think... For, for us, we really look at customer support being the, the biggest thing. So customer service, I should say, not, not ex- exclusively customer support. And I think customer service is the way you treat your customers, but then also how do you build your business in order to make things easier and better for your customers? So uh, the software that you're creating, the systems, all of that kind of stuff. So um, that's, that's really our thing. Totally. And you guys built this software because you saw a need from the agency standpoint, right? Yes. Yeah, that is correct. Yep. So um, really like the, the feedback that we had and the reason this was developed was because our agency partners were really struggling with the, um, the fact that the attribution data was there in some of the other tools but it wasn't easy to analyze. And so that was that was really where this came from. Cool, cool, that's great. Uh, well, let's go to our lightning round here. I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing this. Uh, favorite tool or app that you're using right now? Uh, man, I think it's gotta be Slack. I love Slack. I mean, it's just like, it's the best tool I've used in, in years. It's just communication is so important in any business endeavor and it's by far the best tool for communication. Um, I've got a little Slack hack here for you guys. Mm. Um, if you have partners like for us with prove it, um, we are chatting back and forth. I want every single one of our clients to use this. Um, you know, instead of sending an email back and forth, you can just create a shared channel and you don't have to do a shared workspace. It's just a shared channel. So anytime it's just be like any of my staff getting a hold of me, you can share with somebody else um, who has a premium workspace. So yeah, uh, awesome. Slack is not sponsoring us yet, but uh, they might be <laughs> at some point if they hear all these nice things I'm saying about them. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, I have to ask you another question. Let me see here. Uh, <laughs> what's your favorite podcast that you're listening to right now? Oh man, okay. Obviously, your podcast is awesome. Um, and I mean, I do that's not... yes, that's the the <laughs> standard question or standard answer. So, I well, my question should be besides our podcast. That, yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> Um, my favorite, uh, is startup therapy. I don't know if you've heard it before, but, uh, um, no, 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 I haven't. Yeah. Startup therapy is amazing. And for anybody who's been through a startup, uh, good, bad, <laughs> anything in between, uh, it really speaks to a lot of the struggles in startup life. Um, so, um, both again, both good and bad. So it's a, it's a great podcast. Cool. Cool. I'm by going to try to reach out to them to go on their podcast. I love startups. Yeah, you should. Yeah. <laughs> It's uh, startups.com uh, that that runs it. Will um... oh, you know, I think I've been in contact yeah. with them. I'm pretty sure I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think okay, Will okay, Schroeder's cool. the CEO. But anyway, yeah, cool. That's awesome. Um, 
One more question for you. If you could spend an hour with anybody who's alive right now, have a, you know, beer, glass of wine, coffee, tea, water, who would it be? Oh, interesting. Man, I have no idea. I haven't thought about that one before. Um, I don't know. There's, a, there's this guy, uh, Justin Gaboni is his name. He runs mm-hmm. a, an organization called the And Campaign. I, I'm really, I really like politics. Uh, and he, he really focuses on like, where's the middle ground? Um, mm. So yeah. That's Justin. well needed these days. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. Justin Gaboni. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, this has been so much fun. Uh, I hope you all are enjoying these e-commerce expert um, podcasts. I felt like there was just something missing that I wanted to give everybody. And, um, and so this is part of one of those. And, and I would love some feedback. If you guys love it, you hate it. Um, let me know, go to mindful marketing. Just let us know. Um, we, we want to know and, and we really want to do better. So I think we gave tons of value on this one. Uh, <laughs> sorry, before we go, Jeremiah, where can people find out more about you and connect uh, with you guys? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the, so proveitsurveys.com as our website, um, to be honest, we focus mostly on our, uh, Shopify page, but you can just uh, find us on Shopify prove it service. Um, yeah. And so we, uh, we're there. You can connect with me directly on LinkedIn. I'm really easy to find. I'm the only Jeremiah Prummer in the world, as far as I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can find me that there. You know. <laughs> uh, that I know. Yeah. There may be somebody's secret. Um, but yeah, and it's, it's been, it's been awesome having you on here. Um, I mean, if you want, we have, we have the ability to, to, uh, do little promo codes. So I don't know if you'd want one, uh, for your listeners, but, um, we can create one. So we'll, we'll set one up mindful, I think would probably be a good one. So, uh, if you want to use promo code mindful, uh, on the app, you can get 30 days for free. Um, the, the only, um, thing I would say too is our, our free version is super robust. So you don't necessarily have to jump in immediately on a uh, paid plan. You can use the free version, get a taste of it. Um, and if you do want some of the more sophisticated reporting and stuff that we offer, just use that code mindful. Um, and that'll give you a 30 day trial. Awesome. Awesome. Um, highly, highly suggest this, uh, this app, uh, again, I don't get anything. I mean, I really should get something, you know, but you should, <laughs> <I'm> just, <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I really appreciate you having me on here. It's fun to talk about this. And I always love chatting with you, Jordan. <laughs> Uh, this is great. Well, thanks again so much for coming on uh, yeah. and looking forward to chatting more. Appreciate it. Thank you. Hey guys, we hope you really enjoyed today's episode. Can we ask you a favor? Hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode and share this with your e-commerce store owner friends. We also love reviews. So if you could leave us one on Apple podcasts, that would mean so much to us. Just a reminder from the beginning of the episode, our team at mindful marketing is rapidly growing and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we're only looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for a large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have had at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash apply and start the process today. I hope you guys have a great week.